Congratulations, graduates. You have made it thus far. But what's next? Worry not. We have all the answers for you on Postgrad the Podcast. On this show, we tackle the topics that make us ask, is this really adulthood? This journey will be exciting and full of obstacles, but we will endure together. Tune in bi-weekly for your next fix as we try to navigate through adulthood together. Good night, everyone. So tonight we're going to do the first episode of Postgrad. Is this really adulthood? And our topic is, this is our 20s. So basically, this discussion is geared or centered around our coming of age adventure, as in how we transition from being teenagers to adults, in a sense. And I'm just going to ask a few questions. I sent you the questions, and I hope you guys have formulated your answers as well. So I was reading something online, and it was basically saying that the problem with our generation is that we're not doing the the traditional transition into adulthood, as in after we do our schooling, maybe like high school or college, we end up getting married and starting a family and finding our job and starting from a a ground level, working our way up to the top. they're basically saying that we as millennials, we jump into whatever we want to do and think about the consequences later. So we're going to have a discussion about that as well. But before we start, can everybody introduce themselves? We're going to start with Shamik. Hello. Well, as Duena said before, my name is Shamik, and I'm, I just turned 24 years old. And I'm really looking forward to whatever we could discuss. I'm currently, but I guess we'll get into that when we get into the discussion. And I'm currently also trying to start a business. It's taking longer than I thought it was. And I guess that's what I'll start with for now. Okay, thank you, Shumi. Prince, can you introduce yourself? Hi, um, well, I'm Floyd Prince commonly known as Prince, uh, 24 years of age, and I'm a marketing and IT major at the current moment. And yes, I am <laughs> excited to be doing this little podcast with my dear friend, Duna. Thank you, Prince. Kevon, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is um, Kevon Souvenir. Um, 25 gonna turn 26 next week monday next week monday yeah next week monday first yeah um um excited to do this podcast because it's basically a new journey i'm doing which is coming stepping out of my shell in terms of being more vocal and stepping into the extroverted side for a bit and see how that's feel how that's going to go in terms of finding new opportunities and those stuff. And Rose, can you introduce yourself? Hi, good night, everyone. Um, I'm Rose Marie. I am, well, I just recently graduated um, law school. So I am about to enter um, the working world and all that jazz after five years of school. So um, 
I'm really excited to be here and talk about everything that is adulthood. So thanks for having me, Duina. All right, no problem, guys. Thank you for coming once again. So how is everybody doing? Everybody's doing okay? Pretty well for the most. Yeah, pretty okay. Just said it's warm, but I'm good. Hey, I would say I'm okay. I'm okay. This one is a hot as well. So the first question I'm going to ask, Kevin, since you just graduated university, how was the transition for you from living in a university setting coming back to Antigua? Well. Well, because of COVID, it wasn't, well, before, that's the before COVID. It wasn't that bad before COVID, but it's going to be the freedom and all of that, as expected. It wasn't that bad. Study, my study habits and then was the same. Woke, woke up at like 2.30 in the morning, study until 4 or 5, make something to eat for the rest of the day, and go to class. It wasn't, but... As you transition into adult now, I still have that same mentality waking up at 2.30 in the morning. I'm going in the kitchen, prepare something to eat the rest of the day, and that's it for my entirety. Nothing. So that's where that's why I take a lot of extra classes online just to keep myself busy during the day. Well, that's one of the reasons obviously, just keep myself busy. Okay, so show me, I'm gonna ask the same question to Rose, since you just graduated, how has it been transitioning from being in university or in law school and now you're expected to transition into adulthood? Um, it's been interesting and very eye-opening because um, I would have, it would have been, as I said, five years. So um, I would have done like regular university and then to do another set of school. And I am at the age where persons expect you to like know things, but because you've been, because I've been in school so long, you know, I really haven't been able to um, do as many things as other persons would have because they didn't continue on their education. So that has been, um, I want to say challenging, but just very interesting to go through. Um, and it's, it's so, I don't know how to explain this. It's so like, nothing like you imagine, like you, you plan your life out, like, you're going to go to school, um, you're going to do your best to get good grades and then you enter the real world and you see how everything is. So it's been, it's been a bit of a journey. Um, I wouldn't say challenging, but just a bit eye-opening to see how everything really is if that makes sense it does make complete sense and it's interesting you said that you had certain plans and you thought you know like doing good in school like you planned it all which yeah leads me yeah. to like my next question but before i ask the question i would say that i have an experience too where i literally had a pink book and i had it from the beginning of university and i outlined everything that I was going to do after university like the places that I was going to apply to and I had the addresses and the phone numbers and like a whole mail merge list ready to send on when I was going to start applying and in my mind everything was so like step by step like I'm going to visit I'm going to apply to 
this digital and all these places and then when I show them how well I do yeah. Um, get to my first class honors I'm an internship they're going to hire me then I'm going to get to entry level position I'm going to work my way up from there and it was just so planned out and I thought that that was going to be how my life was going to be and then you enter the real world and it's like no yeah. no <laughs> it hasn't been no. <laughs> yeah it has been completely like that for me but the legal field here is um not as saturated as, as as other countries, but you're not really seeing openings um, all over for new attorneys with um, zero to any little experience. So um, it's a lot of like, you know, just applying and just hoping. And, you know, it was a bit like what I was saying with the challenge and realizing the real world and nobody really cares about your grades that much is um, I had a little issue like trying to get an internship just so that I can get some experience. And I was like, wow, you know, I thought, okay, I did really well, I got awards. Um, but yeah, that, that doesn't always um, count in the real world. Yeah. So Shami, this question is for you. After graduating college, did you have a vision of yourself? Like, what was the vision you had for yourself going forward? Well, I would say that the vision I had for myself is that, oh, I would finish school. I did pretty good for myself. I, I was always taught to be a hard worker. So once persons meet me, I was just going to be able to get an entry-level position and I would be set for life. And I would just work mm. the same way everybody works until they reach retirement and everything would be good and right as rain. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Prince, how about you? I mean, transitioning. Uh, I mean, in terms of backdating, you know, to like when initially, I believe it would have started for me. That would have been in 2018, when that was our last year. Yeah, that would have been the beginning of our last year of university. And... I mean, that was quite a troubling time for me because my mother was basically terminally ill at that point. So my dreams were kind of shattered a bit. Um, you know, the, the goal really and truly, you, know, you go to school, get good grades, you make your family proud, you land a job, you know, you assist in your household, you know, you bring value to your household overall, but I mean, after my mother passed, it was kind of rough for me you know, to come to grasp with myself. I mean, I would have had everything planned out, but I think that would have kind of put that in my heart for me that she wouldn't have wanted me to, you know, ponder on that. So I persisted, you know, I endured through all the grief uh, until the point where I found my breakthrough which was, I would say, at the start of 2020. Yeah, at the start of 2020, where I landed uh, my first job. Um, that would have been in the scholarship committee. I mean, all in all, I find that, you know, maybe my transition was moderate uh, because as much as I think it would have been rough, I feel that there are persons in more dire situations than I would have been in. And you will never 
we would never really be burdened by God with any way that we cannot really carry. So yeah, I don't know if it was a traditional or unique um, transition, but I guess you guys can help me determine that. I feel like we all had our different trans different transitions and different visions. Because for traditional is basically following the step by step. Like you leave school, you get an entry level job, you post to your husband or your wife, you get married, you have your two kids, and you work every time. But so far that's not how it's been for any of us. But that's what we seem to have thought would have happened. Like as soon as we left school, we were gonna yeah. find a job and then doors yeah. are Open. It was nothing like that. No. So which leads me to the next question. What was the most surprising thing you've learned thus far about adulthood? And we'll ask Kevin. Links. <laughs> Links. As in since you know, since being an adult, I have to apply to job for finding a job because that's been the most challenging thing. Not just as an adult, as I was a child. I would try to look for summer jobs, but I haven't been successful, successful in that area as well. But I have to see links. Being an adult, you get to actually see why this culture is mostly links, 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 links. I even went to like a grocery store to drive by. What I was purchasing? What I was purchasing? Oh, potatoes. And, uh, you know, potatoes was cheap at crystals and basically somebody get out like would pay cheaper than i like they pay like two dollars we pay for the same pound and they because they know the cashier they get a cheap cheaper than i i did and i was like would you know the cashier i i don't want to help you it's like yeah i know the cashier but links dude you have to get your links up in antigua you're an adult now, you have to learn how to connect to people. Yeah, there's a difference between connecting and links. You use the term links in terms of just talking to someone, friend, not just friendly, but you know somebody could just ask for something. The word you use connect is used for a networking because of your skills, your abilities, your knowledge, and those stuff. So the way how you use the word links is not how it's supposed to be in the sense of use a connect don't put connect with links put links by itself like for example linkedin this website linkedin that's basically a site that's where well everyone knows linkedin so that's where you come well do certain course everyone go on well employers go on it and find you and there is also your not just friends but family so once you have a particular skill they could just go on there and find you. Like, I recently complete a data analytics course with Google, yeah. And so far, I got like four persons following me because I know data analytics just a little bit. And that's basic Excel and a little programming language is R, not anything much. And I explained to the person the same example I just gave you guys. And person like, yeah, but did you apply? Did you basically did anything happen for you here that much? I was like, in terms of what find a job? I was like, no, not really. But the person got a job because links, they say you got your links up. So being in adulthood, 
it wasn't much when it comes to job that's where it gets tough for me because that word late is basically the person as well, especially when you're buying a job. Can be tough. Yeah, it can be really tough. And yes, I like your example that links is one of the surprising things that you learn. That was surprising as an adult. You have to have links. So moving on to Shami, what was one of the most surprising things you learned thus far about adulthood? Well, Kevin actually took one of my answers, which was links, how important links is. I saw so far in the journey of finding work, I found that almost, if I remember correctly, almost every job that I've applied to that I was able to get through and unfortunately didn't work out, it was always a link. It was always somebody that I happened to know that decided to put in a word for me and I got through. And it's interesting how it's so important to have a link with somebody in order to get work. Not, not Even though I, I would say I have the qualifications to do whatever job I had posted for, it shows how much if you don't have a link in Antigua, you don't get through, which is which I find is not right at all because once you have the qualification, even though for me, I find for other people who have the qualifications, they still hold. While persons who have not been, who don't really care about working hard or nothing like that, they just want to have a job and people who just have the have all this luxury to be able to do certain things, they have this link. Like, I'm not going to name no names or no businesses, but there was one person I knew, they were looking for a job and they they have pretty good qualifications. They were like, like Duena, for example, with she had her awards and everything like that. And it was for a manager position and she didn't get through. And then I happened to hear that someone else got through, not because their aunt worked there. And I just happened to know the person as well. I know that this person don't really have what you would say as the qualifications to do that position and was even fired because she made some kind of big mistake. So that that thing with links, it's very annoying because you should look at how the person works, not their or who they happen to know. And then when you hear somebody calling your manager and they calling somebody in the business, auntie and this and that and the other, it kind of feels unfair because the people who are working hard to get a job they're not able to so links links is another thing and also the importance of mental health mental health health because that's the one thing i have this thing with me when i do my work everything else goes in the background so i want i got a job i was working i'll name one place i worked i worked at acb and our schedule was from seven to four or five. And my job was a little hard because I was in charge of a lot. And I would literally, my schedule for those three months before I was unfortunately let go was, I woke up, I got dressed at eight, I went to work. Sometimes a whole hour before we were supposed to be there for the day so I could try and do everything. And then I would come home. I wouldn't talk to my mother or my father. I wouldn't talk to my friends. 
and then I would just get ready for bed and skip things and a lot of things would always be on my mind even on the weekend the bank don't open on the weekend but my mind on everything that I needed to do when I work on Monday so taking the time to make sure to you have your mental health you take your break that's the one thing I had to learn and I'm still trying to learn because I'm realizing that I will I will do the work and I do it well but not taking any breaks and taking care of myself is when I started to get run down and a lot of things that it shows it showed me so much how much I have to take care of myself mentally and physically because you can drop dead tomorrow and the same place you're working hard for they just go put up your even same day that you get buried is the same day that they're going to put up your application and that is one thing I surprisingly had to learn that those things you can't put them in the background you have to make sure that is a priority in your life so to make a valid point right here. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to ask this question to Rose. What's the most surprising thing you've learned about adulthood so far? Um, what I would say is the fact that I'm now an adult and everyone is, you know, looking at me and expecting these things from me. And you're like, wait, what? So it's a lot to do with like imposter syndrome and, you know, not thinking that you're ready and everyone else is looking at you like, oh, well, yeah, you're expected to do this mindset because, you know, you're of age. Um, also, what everyone talked about with links. Um, yeah, that is, I, I knew about it, but to level um, and seeing it happen firsthand and how dismissive people are. Um, just because they they don't know you. Um, yeah, that was also a bit of an eye-opener for me. But what I would really say is just now being the one in control of, you know, all of my decisions and everything that deals with me, um, that's something that's just like, wow. And you have to be, you have to do that all the time. Like you can't just take a break because you're the adult. Everyone is expecting that from you. That is so true. I, I went through everything that, everyone's thought was surprising like when I realized the whole link situation I couldn't believe it because I wasn't always what I thought I was like a, you know like a positive person thing okay like not because that person didn't get it because of the link I would be different like the outlier and then also mm-hmm. realizing that I have my problems and Normally, you would turn to your parents to help you, but no, you're the one that is expected to figure it out. You're the one that's expected to figure out how you're going to find a job, regardless of this late situation. You're the one that's just now responsible for your finances. And it was just a strange transition from being so dependent on your parents and the others around you that you had to do everything by yourself. So that was some of the stuff that was surprising to me. And I guess everybody else agrees as well. And it's nice to know that I wasn't the only one going through the stress. So the next question is Prince. Action to Prince is, um, what would you say you missed most about being a child? Like, one thing you miss most about being a child? I mean, I think everybody would agree with me about living carefree. I mean, not having to worry about where your next meal is coming from, no bills, you know, 
you know, excessive strain on your emotions. I mean, really and truly, it was just vibes when we were younger. <laughs> now it's all the responsibility, you know. Yeah, like I agree. Yeah, like being younger, I thought my I was so stressed out because I had to go to sleep at nine o'clock. I didn't get to finish my Christmas movie yeah. that I wanted to watch. But then when you look at it, you didn't have no bills to pay. All you do is wake up. And if you want to be, you be, depending on how your parents feel and you eat your breakfast and you play and you go to school. Like, looking back, I miss all of that good stuff. But I don't miss mm-hmm. having my parents hankering over my head, if that makes sense. Like, I want mm-hmm. that with them taking care of me without them being strict. <laughs> Basically. It should never happen. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, I, I would, I would. Which they would, you know, not be so nagging as well. Yeah, you know, that would have been years. nice. Sleep over by my friends and not care. That kind of stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> so next question is for um to me. What would you say is the easiest part of both being an adult? The easy part. Yeah, the easiest the easy part. part. Is there any easy parts? That's a very good question. Okay, I'm flinging it out there. Anybody? Can you give like the easiest part of being an adult? Anything? Um, yeah. Um, easiest part? I as as not no real easy part. I mean, because adulting is really ghetto. You know, would not recommend. <laughs> but um, <laughs> really, truly, you know, it's for me. It's being in control of yourself. You know, making your own decisions. You know, taking charge of your own future. Really and truly, um, there isn't anyone. I mean, there are some persons that would influence decisions that you make. But overall, I think it's being in control of yourself. Well, your own life for me. Oh, I, I can definitely agree with that, being able to be in control, because what's the right way to say it? I was encouraged to live my life a specific way, but I was encouraged at a time when I didn't really have any say. Like when you're younger and your parents are the one that pay for their stuff, and your parents are the one that tell you what time to go to bed, and is your parents... The one that came to school, so they don't want you to do this, they want you to do that. Yeah, I agree. I would say the easiest and the best part about being an adult is that you get to tune out the noise of everybody telling you who you are supposed to be, and you discover who you want, and you start to find your own voice. And it's kind of hard to get to that point, but the journey to get there is nice. Really nice. Okay, so I would say, uh, mm-hmm. I would say the easy part is you have a vision of this, of this, of what you want to be and want to become and the goals you want to achieve, and it's up to you to work for it. So it means you being focused on it. So the process on achieving it, I would say it's easy because after you reach there, reach your vision, you eventually come back and miss the journey. 
but going back to the question you asked before, what is the thing we miss about being a child? I would say the chaotic potential. Because you know kids, well, as we were kids, we have so many potential. We could be anything. We have so many energy and those stuff. That's the beauty. That's one of the beauty of being a kid. You have so much potential and so much energy that you could do and be what you want. But now at the age, what age? Like, when we hit 24, 23, uh-huh. at 7 o'clock, we all want to go to our beds. That is no so true. We want to, but we can't. But, <laughs> well, we can't because yeah, we have a vision. A very responsibility. Yeah, that's, that's, that's basically the part that we missed, but I missed. And that's the, and I would say that's the easy part because now you're an adult, you have your responsibility. You know what you're supposed to do. It's not like you know you don't know what you're supposed to do, which is kind of if you don't know, you don't you don't, if you don't know what you're supposed to do. You have so many things in your head that okay, I supposed to do this, I supposed to do that. No, you have a set schedule. Okay, I supposed to clean. I supposed to go to work. Or are supposed to pay bills, are supposed to do this, are supposed to do that. And that's basically, you have a set schedule. That's the easy part, I would say. That's so being a kid, part for you, you do everything. You have a schedule that you create. Yep. And then it's a schedule all written down. Oh, okay. So it's, the, it's not like the hardest part of music. Easy part. The hardest part is the easy yeah, part? Harder. Yeah, the schedule. Oh. Uh, I feel like schedules could be a little bit stressful, especially when you don't complete them. I don't know if it's just me, but a to-do list, at the end of the day, if I look at my to-do list and it's not completed, I get stressed out and I can't sleep. Yeah. I I feel like I wasn't productive. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I can can agree with that that schedule thing and you feeling at the end of the day, I really didn't do anything, boy. Yeah, it's like over, it's an overwhelming feeling of self-loathe, if that's the word. Like, if you want this. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Sorry, Sarah. Mm-hmm. No, okay, say, go ahead. No, I was saying, like, with that, like, when you put, you know, you're being ambitious and you put all these different things on your to-do list and not realizing, like, two of those things are going to take you, like, four hours to complete. Yeah. And you have things to do so yeah a lot of the times it's just like understanding you need to pace yourself that's true um, so you don't feel you don't feel um depleted at the end of the day so in the age of social media and you see all your friends post the happy stuff that's going on in their life whether it be education wise family wise or love have you ever had a moment even though you're happy for them um where you see your friends success, the same people you graduate from primary school, secondary school, university, where you see them doing all these wonderful things in your in their life, and you question whether or not you know what you're doing with your life, or whether or not you you're adulting the right way. Um, I'll ask Prince first. Um, uh... <sighs> 
I don't even know how to begin answering that question because really and truly, I try not to let that um, cloud my judgment. I mean, social media, although I may have the accounts, you know, active and so on, I don't think I'm an as active user. Um, you know, there are persons that would, you see, posting every day, every few hours and so on. I don't consider myself uh, one of those users. So I don't um, actively use the media to cloud my judgment, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, and like before now, I would not have really credited myself when June, you know, but as of recent, I've started to acknowledge my small victories. I mean, because all in all, they say those small victories are the ones that compound to spring your ultimate success, yeah? Um, but I haven't, uh, I don't think I would say I felt a kind of exactly. Okay, understood. Shami, this question's for you. Oh, I thought this yesterday. Yesterday, I was scrolling on Instagram and a couple of friends of mine are currently in New York. And I saw a couple of people also doing well in their career. And I was just like, oh, I feel like I am. Wow. But I'm, like, as you said, you are happy for them. But you do kind of, at the back of my mind, I kind of feel like, wow, I'm really not where I feel like I should be in, a, in a, what it would be considered adulting. And then I think about what everybody's path is different. Everybody's. Because I remember how, I, how I've been the last couple of years. I don't think, even if I tried to, oh, as hustle as they say, the hustle culture and be like, oh, I got to get this done today. I don't think I've been, been able to deal with it mentally the way I am now that, now that I'm trying to start some different things from what I thought, than what I thought it would be. I understand. Like, there was a time where I had, like, a, a like I, it was university and I think it was like third entering to third year and I don't know like I used to love scrolling on Instagram or whatever but then when I kept on seeing people close to me like relatives and stuff posting and they were doing all these wonderful things I just felt like I couldn't handle it and I remember telling my best friend like I don't think I'm handling social media correctly and she's like but you don't have to follow people that make you feel the kind of way about yourself. If they're your friends, you don't have to follow them. If you know what they're posting is triggering you. And I told her, I don't think I'm ready for Instagram at all. And I had just deleted my account. And it was the best feeling ever. And it took me to work on accepting my... Because I'm the type of person, if you're really... You guys are close to me and you would know. I don't boast about my achievements because some people say oh my god you're doing it because you're humble but I don't boast about it because I don't think I deserve it even though I work my ass off for some strange reason I don't think I deserve it or whatever but it took time for me to work on accepting my achievements to then be comfortable with myself to be uncomfortable with with social media and seeing all the good things that people are doing I'm going to pose the same question to Rose. Yeah, I, um, 
Yeah, I'd raise my hand because what you said um, is something I I wouldn't say used to deal with because I still kind of go through stages with it, but it's um, it's imposter syndrome where you feel that you the person who has all these achievements and all these different things, it's not you. And you're basically this fraud. And I was someone like that. I never posted any of my achievements. And I used to excuse it as, oh, you know, I'm being humble. Um, I don't want to feel like, I don't want people to think I'm boasting. But I've started to warm up to the idea of doing that, not to flex on anyone, but just to kind of, um, a kind of way of me acknowledging, you know, I did something and I'm celebrating myself. But yeah. what the original question that you asked about, you know, if you ever felt a type of way, um, not necessarily like jealousy, but I understand where you're coming from. And I think it's normal to, you know, see someone and be like, oh, okay, you know, um, yeah, I kind of reflect on what, where you aren't in life. But I think it's what you do with that feeling that matters. So if you're there like, oh, dwelling on it and being in your, in your, um, in your sadness, then that's a problem. But what I... What kind of works for me is that people only show you the good and glamorous parts on social media. That is nobody so true. Knows, yeah. Nobody wants to get up uh, in the morning and say, guys, I got fired. And I'm only on LinkedIn, but it always intention something else. Exactly. <laughs> They're not going to say, I have five hours in my bank account and I've been eating noodles for a month. Nobody's going to post that unless they're posting like a reflection in the past but now they're in a better place. So no one is going to get up and post when they're in the dumps and in the down and show you like the, the worst parts of themselves or the unglamorous parts. And every, everybody, everyone on this earth has gone through, you know, really hard times and really difficult moments. So when yep. you see people post their moments, I, I always feel happy for persons and, um, you know, genuinely happy because you don't know, you have no idea what they had to do to reach there. And that's another thing. When you see people um, out and about and they're, they're living lavish and they're doing these different things, I don't know where they are in life. I don't know what they've had to do to get there. I don't know how hard they've had to work, what sacrifices they've had to make. So I can't, I can't really look at that and be like, oh, yeah, you know, you I can't eat up yourself yeah. and be like, I yeah, wish exactly. I was because you don't know what they were. Yeah. Sometimes you feel a type of way because you've seen people younger than you in Greece and you're like, wow, I wish I was an influencer, you know, and I'm here busting my brain studying. But at the end of the day, like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm taking my own pace. I'm taking my own time. If that is written for me, it is written for me. But it's normal to feel like that. I think it's very normal to feel like that, but it's just the feel, what you do with that feeling. And so, uh, yeah. yeah, I like that you said is what you do afterwards. Is it going to motivate you to try your best? to do better or are you going to sit down and be jealous and not change anything in your life to get to that point that's a that's a good point as well so kevon this question is for you now that you started your adulthood journey and you, you mentioned that you're going through the job hunting phase and all of that stuff would you could you share briefly what you what was your strategy if you had a strategy to prepare for your adulthood journey. So what was the strategy you used to prepare for adulthood? Uh, reading a lot. Gym. 
for the mental health and mental and physical. I changed my diet and I learned a lot of skills. Well, skills that I didn't learn in school and in university. So in terms of reading, I try to read at least a, do like one hour reading before bed to try to clear my mind because my brain is like too active during the day. I don't know what I'll be doing or what's up my mind. My brain is like too active. I find it difficult to go to sleep. And I also, someone also suggested me to go to the gym. Like from since last year, I've been hitting the gym and I changed my diet, which helps a lot. Um, I'll be eating for my breakfast, I'll be eating oats, protein. I cut down, I cut down on sugar. Yeah, I haven't taken any drink, I haven't drank soda for like a couple of years now. Um, I haven't put any sour sugar in my tea. What's that? Yeah, you have a very healthy boy. <laughs> no soda. <laughs> no, it takes real discipline to do this. Like, like when I first started, you know, yeah, you get to eat adult man. Yeah, like old man, adult. <laughs> <laughs> Even, even my budgeting, like recently, my brother let me his vehicle to drive go to town, and you know people, it's a Honda, so you don't know how Honda stay with gas. And I parked that vehicle in town by um where my mom works, and I go I walk all the way up to town. I walk all the way out New Gate Street at Shaw's just to go and check Superman, just to save gas money because things very tight. Just very expensive. Like, I have a budget. I have a set budget for for the month. My gym fee is like eighty dollars, and I well, personal budget is a hundred, and including that, there is meals I have to pay. I have to get meals like chicken breast, beef, eggs, and this stuff. And I pray to God that hundred dollars last. I well, it lasts a month. Yeah, dollars a month. Wow, that's amazing. That's a super budget right here. Yeah, check. <laughs> I had an issue with my card, and I didn't get my card for like three, no, four months. And my uncle, he gave me like a, a hundred billion. Yeah, and I had to pay for my ID. So I used the money to pay for my ID to get to get the shut the shuttle. I left up with 40 billion for the month. I was like, all right, I can make this dress. Cherish and popular. Those yeah. two were the two market. I was at straight. Noodles see me like every single day. Your spouse is going to be happy that you know how to manage money. <laughs> she better be. Even the gym, the gym helps with your mental health as well. And the gym is like a, it's a very therapeutic, physically and mentally, because when you throw those weights on your back and you lift, the question, why did you get the hell out of the bed this morning? What demons do you have to face just to come onto your bed? Like, I've been squatting like 315 pounds, and those guys are like, dude, what will trigger you? Why are you so angry at yourself? You're so young, you have time. Why are you lifting so much? It's like, 
nothing. Alright. to release your stress. Okay, so that's how you prepare. You saw that you prepared, like super prepared. So I'm gonna move on to. <laughs> Easy. It takes discipline. That's the thing. I don't think I'll ever get to that point where I can stretch a hundred dollars for a month. You want bad no? Let me tell you. So we're to friends. Friends, how would you say you prepared for adulthood if you prepared? If you didn't, you can tell us. If you did, um, I wouldn't say. If I'm being honest, I don't think I really had a plan. Uh, there were no steps really. I mean, the only thing I was really ever good at was saving money. And I feel as if that was probably a good start because in adulthood, monetary discipline is one of the best traits you can have. So I feel like it was... Especially in these times. Yeah, yeah. Especially in COVID times. You know, because there are people... Without jobs right now, and I don't know how they're doing it, honestly, but they're doing it, and I applaud them. But yeah, I, I don't think I ever really had any steps that I took to prepare for adulthood. Okay, okay. And that's true. There's lots of people without jobs right now. I was one of those persons, and trust you, it takes a lot to find money. <laughs> okay, Shumi, did you plan for adulthood? If yes, tell us what you did, and if no, tell us. Honestly, no, I did not. Because, you know, you kind of have that fairy tale in your head. Like, you know, once you get a job, you'll be able to just figure everything else out and everything will be right as rain and good. And I learned, no, it really takes some effort for you to do whatever you need to do. And I find with the way my my career has gone, because unfortunately it has not gone in the way that I hoped. Like the first, like the first year that I was off of school, I was home. I had no work because I was just applications, no work, people trying to sing in words for me. And then I was kind of being a little stubborn too because I was being encouraged to become a teacher and I found there are some things I'm willing to try and willing to work for, but I found that teaching was just not one of them. I could have just listened to everybody, but when you start to when you start get old and you want to be honest and you don't you don't want to listen, there's just some things you just know because all now and so people is like, why don't you sign up for teaching? No, that's for everybody. (laughs) You might go there and be like, I used to be one of those miserable teachers if you don't like it. Yes, and that is the reason why I didn't want to do it because teaching is not something I have the patience for. I have the patience for a lot, but teaching was, I I just knew myself enough at the time when people, even when I just finished school, people kept telling me, why don't sign up for teaching? Why don't sign up for teaching? And then there was a point where I signed up just so everybody could leave me alone. But I was not like making the effort per se to like make sure that somebody would call me because I was just hoping they found another job. I So because my career ended up with I was home for a year and then I got a job. And then it didn't work out and then I was home again. And then there was one I got 
and then that one didn't work out and then I got another one literally two weeks before we got shut down and then everything was different because you know the pandemic changed a lot for everybody so that one was on that one too I've worked a lot of places and I will go into almost every place that I've worked for because it was never the people I worked some most of the people I worked with was the problem but the last place I will not step foot in beyond ever because the experience is just not good mm-hmm. with how and then I actually even though with the pandemic I actually left that position because it was that was I think that was one of the first jobs ever that really messed with me mentally enough that I actually unfortunately I cannot really dive into anything even talk to the people I used to work there without being somewhat anxious now so that's one thing I'm unfortunately gained from that job that now I have severe anxiety especially when I I talk about that position one time the person called me I think about two weeks ago to try and get me to help them with something and just being with them on the phone I had to call anxiety. a friend to kind of yeah just calm me down because I ended up having an anxiety attack yeah, that's the just back to when we said mental health is something that you need to work on as an adult. So we're going to send a question to Rose. Did you plan for adulthood? If yes, state. If no, state. Um, I did not at all. Um, I would say that adulthood, I, I wouldn't say that I'm, hundred percent um entered adulthood is that because I as I said I literally just finished um I literally just finished school and I'm in the process of applying and looking through job offers and all of that and it's a whole procedure to get called to be an attorney so there's still a lot more to go before I'm fully employed and all of that but I wouldn't say I prepared for it because I am the type of person that I'm like, you know, when the time, when, when I reach that bridge, I cross it. That's the kind of individual I am. So I will let future rules stress about this, not present rules. Um, but no, I haven't. I, I just want to touch on something that Shanique said. And I think that's very admirable that, you know, you stuck to the fact that you think you don't have the personality to do a certain job. And you're adamant about that. I think more persons, more young people should. I understand um, a lot of persons are not in the position to do that. But I I like that you said that because I feel a lot of persons jump into um, different jobs not really understanding, okay, they don't have the, um, you know, the personality for those jobs. So I really like that you said that because teaching and anything fully customer service, I knew I could never, ever do. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I agree but, with you. Some people need to stay away from certain jobs and not do it just because of money, because money can only yeah. motivate you to do so yeah. much. But I think it's because we don't really have the, we don't really get the education on, um, you know, kind of what would work for you. Like, okay, understanding what exactly the job is about before you enter the field, especially when you're young and you're choosing careers, nobody really tells you. Um, yeah, these are all the pluses, but these are also all the downsides to, you know, this. Yeah, that is so true. 
Yeah. So whenever someone comes to me and they're like, oh, I want to be a lawyer too. I'm like, okay, do you like to read? No. I'm like, well, this is definitely not the position for you. So, um, yeah, I think a lot more persons need to be aware of that. But yeah, I, I don't think I've, I've really prepared for it. So the few times that I've had to fully, fully adult, it's been, um, it's been interesting, but you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll make it. I think I was, I'm the opposite for you guys. I think I was one of those persons that prepared because I'm a person that always has a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, T. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's one of the things that sucked the fun out of my, my last year in university because while everybody was living in the moment, I kept on planning for what was mm-hmm. going to happen after university. So I was saving for it. Okay, if I'm out of a job for a year, this is the amount of money I'm going to use. This is the amount of money I'm going to use to go back for graduation. This is the, you know, like we're just planning mm-hmm. out everything. And I felt like that really brought me to a dark place when things weren't working out the way they were mm-hmm. supposed to because none of my plans were just working. But I'm trying to follow what Rose said, as in when you said you're going to leave that to future Rose. I'm it's trying. Dude, it's okay. It's good to live in the moment, but the way I just use it sometimes, it's really not that great. But <laughs> I need to try it because <laughs> yeah, like, I, I understand where you're coming from. Hmm. Like, um, and I, I sometimes I do stress. I stress a lot about you know future this and not to cut off because it's a Kevron. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I stress and I, I don't really plan plan like that. But like, I would have an idea and I'm like okay these are the steps and I already I have it visualized but I've been learning more and more especially when this pandemic came oh god and everything just went like all the plans everything that I had um, I was living in a different country I was doing all these different things had all these different plans and a whole pandemic came and just flipped everything over and that is when I was like you know what I need to start living in the moment and stop waiting on the perfect time and the perfect just mm-hmm. try and you know because you never know what's going to happen everyone we weren't taught as okay certain careers will be good for you because of your temperament and your psyche and stuff we weren't taught that we were taught get the job basic for money and your qualification that's it you were taught careers you were supposed to get you were taught doctor lawyer accountant teacher and that's it and that's it and basically that's it but certain certain position is basic is basic for certain people. Like my mom, she's good with customers. I don't know how she does it, but this woman is good with people. Me, for example, I'm good with kids when it comes to teaching. But other people like growing up, I was like, come on. I know I suppose I'm patient with some of you guys, but no, I can't do it. You're not a child. You're supposed to understand this thing. You're supposed to understand this thing. You're not a child. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You're not a kid anymore. Go, move, move, move. I don't have Yeah, patience. that's how I am with, with adults as well, too. Like when it comes to customer service, I don't have the patience, but if you hand me a little child, I have the patience. But an adult, I just don't understand why you don't have to. Huh. <laughs> what that call center was the worst. Oh my God. <laughs> I just think I, I, I cost. I just got a lot of dislikes. Because I don't have the patience with adults. You you will see something on this screen and they will ask you know, 10 different questions. And you just give them one instruction. They will ask you 10 different questions before they get to what you're supposed to do. I, I don't have the patience with that. 
No. Yeah, child. Yeah, I understand. So basically, what I've gotten from everyone is that you guys didn't really plan for adulthood, which is great. And some of us, like myself, plan. And what the pandemic, as some of you stated, has taught us, you can't really, you can plan, there's nothing wrong with planning, but don't expect that that plan is what you need to follow. You're going to get hurdles that's going to divert you from what you really want. And you just have to learn how to be with it. And I guess that's just adulthood as a whole. Like, it's a straight road. We see the straight road, but we're not seeing the little potholes in the road. And it's just how you're going to figure out the maneuver around those potholes, if that makes sense. Um, so just to close, Shamik, it's a question for everybody so you can think about it while Shamik is speaking. Um, now that you're 20, in your 20s, what is one advice that 20-year-old Shamik would give to, let's say, 13-year-old Shamik? Oh, I would have definitely told her, uh, well, maybe it's good not to just follow the crowd and be a people pleaser, because that, even now, it's something that's still on the back of my mind for me that I would kind of do certain things to please people and I would also maybe learn that pictures are important because it brings back the memories and maybe also how sometimes you sh- I shouldn't have been in- as insecure as I was when I was 13 because I'm over here thinking that everybody is watching everything about me when everybody has every- all the other things on their own mind and all their own things that they're going through. They don't have the capacity or the time to be worrying about like I remember how I would lose my mind over a single hair out of place. There's a single hair now thinking that everybody must have seen the hair. Nobody's seen the hair. Nobody's seen nothing. You just have to be yourself and try and be good to everybody. And there will be people that don't like you. Sometimes all you do is say the word tree wrong and they don't like you. And there's nothing you can really do about it except to continue to be yourself. Yeah, I really felt it when you were you said something about insecurity and that not everybody's watching you. <laughs> Friends, what's one advice you would give to your younger self? So when you were asking her the question um, about being in your 20s and giving your 13-year-old self advice, I was like, 13? At 13, I don't think I was listening to anybody because I'm not sure if we had the same experience, but in secondary school, I felt as if, you know, when the teachers were talking about, you know, taking your education, it's hard out there, you know, I thought they were talking you know, a bunch uh-huh. of nonsense at that point. So <laughs> I don't think um, the advice would sink in at that age, but if I was to um, advise myself, you know, the younger me, I would... Um, but basically, it's it's really tough getting older, but uh, I should look for as much opportunities as possible to empower myself for the future. Um, I would say try as much to nurture my mind, whether it's studying you know, someone that I look up to or research, because you know the World Wide Web answers all your questions at this point. You know, Google has all answers. That's true. I agree. I Google everything. 
Rose, what, what advice do you give yourself? Um, one advice I'd give myself is to just give myself more grace and not be too hard on myself. Um, I expect a lot of myself, but at the same time, you know, I'm human, I'm not perfect, and things may not um, always work out as we talk about life is very unpredictable and things don't go according to plan. So one thing I would tell myself is to just, yeah, just be a little bit more kinder to myself. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Everyone, what was one advice you give to yourself? It would be the same as Rose with a little twist. I would basically tell my younger self, just relax and don't pay too much attention at school specific because grades is good and all but once you go get a job interview they ain't looking at the grades around they're looking for the e-word experience they're looking for that e-word experience some of these employers want want to get experience when you come out the womb so try get as much opportunity as you can if you can do that Learn new skills, develop on your cooking skills. Because I like now, I'm I still writing down recipes that I want to do. But that hundred dollars though, I didn't want to be back. Hundred dollars had to stretch. What? I have to I have to like cut down on cooking now because I have work. I think one advice I would give to myself, first I would hug myself because she's she's been through a lot of therapy. And I would tell her, you know, to trust the process and not to be so hard on yourself. And that would be one of the advices. So, hmm? What you've been through at 13? (laughs) Trust me, it was a hard time. We're getting to that (laughs) offline. Right. I'm assuming you get straight 100% on every report. Ah, ah. Oh. That was a good I lose stuff because I get like 95, 80. Oh, wow. Trust they get, me. I get the second crossing. In fifth form. Trust and believe. So I was reading something online to close and it was basically saying that young people, they're just like four things you need in life to learn to navigate adulthood. And the first thing is to find your purpose, which is easier said than done. It's going to take a time for all of us to find our purpose. But once we find it, it's going to just be this feeling that it's just going to feel so natural and good that you know you're on the right path. The next thing is planning. I know we touched that a little bit. And it you can plan, but also take time to observe that things are not going to work out the way they're supposed to work out. But still trust the process. The next thing is flexibility in terms of how we respond to our social settings, educations, and job settings. So some of us might think that, okay, we studied this in school and this is what we want to do. Mind shop, it's probably our parents that forces us to go on that path. And later down in life, you'd realize that it's okay to change 
what you you think you're supposed to do. So I had like a supervisor at work. Like when I started, she was my manager, yeah, not supervisor. And she's been doing banking for 20 something years, 30 years, she said. And she literally is 54 and she started school in America to learn to be a psychologist psychologist so you see the different intervals from banking to psychology and she's 50 something so it's never to learn it's never too late to change the track where you're on if you you think you've been forced to do something so flexibility and the last thing is adaptability young adults formulate reset and try new approaches to accomplish their goals and i think that's something we've all learned throughout the process um so i would just so grateful for you guys to come along with me on this journey for my first podcast episode. It was so nice. I hope everyone gathered something from the discussion and learned something. I had a good time. Did you guys have a good time? <laughs> I know we all are living tired now because you have to iron or whatever for work tomorrow. I had a feeling so I say because I know I have no shame. I'll go to bed knowing I have stuff to do. Sometimes I'll wake up and have to do it. And I I'm girl of four thirty I have to wake up. So Oh my gosh. Wow. I can't think about waking up five thirty. So, it's like you have it easy. I have to wake up at two thirty. Come on, because like, you want to what? go to the gym and do all these things. What? <laughs> you know, you know, come on, come on. 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 Come well, not gym exactly. Prepare myself for the day. So, in class, online class, data analytics, IBM. That's a whole scenario. Then I have to prepare to go to gym like for a good few hours because those guys trying to get me into um bodybuilding next. Four hours. Yeah, that's. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm trying to get me into bodybuilding next three years. So we I don't even want to be in the gym for thirty minutes. No, after your oh, first meal, you don't want to live in it. Take it from After the treadmill, I want to go home. I know. <laughs> so after your first meal, you go like, you don't want to live in it. I went to the gym for a month and quit. <laughs> oh, you oh my God. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, this is so ghetto. I'm just going to be fat and just live my life fat. <laughs> you work late? How often do you work legs? I work legs. I have to work like three Monday. times a week. I have to work like three times a week. And I yeah, started from tomorrow. No, man, you're super adult and I will be here wasting time. I'm not telling you. You are respecting the standard for 20. Hopefully, he was missed. This is that super adult thing. That's super yeah, adult. That's that's real, real. We cannot measure up. That's, oh, that's training to be an Avenger. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, guys, thank you so much. Um, 
I appreciate the support. I appreciate you guys always reading the post-grad blog and being a part of the podcast. And once I end the discussion, and, you know, we all have a struggle. Yeah, but this is just adulthood. And I think we're doing a super good job. So applaud yourself for that.